Welcome to Unapologetically Me, where we help you own who you are while giving you tips to achieve ultimate mental health. I'm your host, Boomer Peralt. Hello, everyone. Hope you are having a great day. My guest today, Karenna Calhoun is a wealth strategist and the host of War Cry Radio, Go Be Great podcast. Now, this comes at a perfect time as Karenna, before she was a wealth strategist, actually got hit pretty hard during the 2008 economic crash that left her essentially homeless. Um, but she was able to dig herself out of that hole and get to the place she is at now. So you can hear her story as some people might soon be facing a similar outcome from what we are dealing with, gain some inspiration or information and potentially even work with her to shore up the loose ends of your finances. So I hope you benefit and enjoy this episode. And yeah, let's get into it. Prior to 2007, you were in uh, the mortgage industry for a few years. What did you do exactly? So I started Boomer in the mortgage business really as a data entry clerk. Um, that started in the late 90s. Uh, so I had at that point just kind of worked my way up to uh, underwriting roles. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm assuming you were, you know, doing pretty well for yourself. You had, you know, enough money to live a, a healthy life, correct? I did. I did. I, at that point, owned a home, my first home that I had purchased, uh, several vehicles. Uh, at that point in time, being in the industry, we were making money hand over fist. So yes, living very healthy. Mm-hmm. And now for anyone old enough that hears, you know, me say 2007 a couple times, then uh, mortgage industry, I'm sure knows, uh, you know, that, I, that can't be too great. And I was only 14. Uh, back in 2007. So uh, when the market crashed, it's not something I was paying too much attention to because, you know, obviously I was still in school. I didn't have a job. Uh, It may have affected, you know, my family and people around me, but not enough to affect my life. So uh, again, I wasn't uh, getting into too much of what was going on, but when there is a financial crisis like that, I guess, speaking from your own experience, and obviously we may be in the beginning of stages of something like that now, but when, again, when the crisis did hit, was it something that you saw coming? Was it a slow process or did it just come in like hit you hard and fast? Well, it, you know, I I would have to say it was a combination of all of those. And I know that really sounds crazy because being in the 
mortgage industry, being an underwriter at that point in time, I was the person that approved or denied your mortgage loan. And so I saw from the behind the scenes perspective, a lot of the fraud that was going on, a lot of the push to approve loans, it was a it was like a bubble that was about to burst. And so we saw that, you know, something bad was gonna happen. We just didn't know how bad it was gonna happen and we didn't know when it was gonna happen. So it was it was kind of both. It, we were on both sides of the spectrum, if that makes sense. Yeah. When you said you, you guys knew it was gonna happen, you just didn't know when, was that from like a few years out or was it only like a few months out? I, I believe it was at least a year because, you know, they say all good things come, must come to an end. And like I said, we were making money hand over fist. I mean, there were times where if you're going to understand how a paycheck works, there were times, lots of times that I would make my, my net pay would um, be almost equal to or surpass what my typical salary gross pay was supposed to be because I was getting bonuses, I was getting overtime. And so when you start making money like that, it, it's, uh, you know, you, and so you know that at some point this is going to end. You, you just don't know how bad it's going to end. Mm -hmm. And how bad, how quickly did it get bad and how bad did it get for you personally, financially? Well, it got... The, the week that the company that I was working for at the time, they were number 10 in the nation uh, in, the, the industry, in, the, in the mortgage industry. And, um, you know, the week before they shut down, there were other companies in the area. I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. So you're talking the second largest banking capital in the United States. And so there were other mortgage companies that were laying off. So we were getting wind that something was happening. And so I, it was nothing for me to come to work every single day. And the lobby is full of folks that I've known throughout the years looking for another job because they, their companies were laying off. Well, within that week's time, we get to work and they said, hey, we're actually closing the doors and we don't really know if you're going to be paid for the last two weeks that you worked. So it happened very quickly um, and very badly because at that point I, um, you know, I was able to get the 401k out that I had um, before they shut that down. I'm told that now years later, there's still some folks that still have not received theirs, but it, it, it got really bad. I lost, uh, at the time I was going through a separation. So in addition to a separation, there was a job loss. For, so for the first time in my adult life, I found myself with a child, a small child, unemployed. Someone that had worked for so many years, how can this be? And because again, I was in the second largest banking capital in the United States, there's tons of other people vying for the same job that normally maybe a hundred people were trying to get. Now you've got thousands of people trying to get the same job. So everybody's trying to get that same job that you're looking to get. And it's just, it's, it's a nightmare. So it, it got really bad really quickly for me. 
Are you, at least at that time, were you someone that, because what we were saying or what I was saying prior to this is losing your financial security blanket uh, so fast can be something that's very mentally taxing on somebody. Were you someone that would let something like that like really affect them mentally or were you one of those people that could just more naturally be like, okay, I'm going to take this in stride. It is what it is. Uh, let me move on to the next thing. That's an interesting question. I think all of us have the, the ability to just kind of let it weigh on us and just take us over and become overwhelmed. Um, but I think at that time I had to make a decision because again, I was going through a separation and I had a small child. So I, there was, in my mind, there was no way, no reason. I did not have the ability to just lay down and let it go. I had to keep moving, keep going. I had to be fluid through a situation that was trying to make me stagnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, with no matter what you're dealing with, uh, having that mindset of, you know, I have to just keep going. There's no other choice versus the mindset of feeling sorry for yourself and almost that feeling of hopelessness. Uh, that really is the difference between people that may be successful or unsuccessful, people that are happy or unhappy, people that progress in life and stay stagnant, like you said. Um, so it, it sounds like, at least at that time, it was just a more natural reaction to have that aggressive, proactive uh, mindset. Absolutely. And I, and, and it was, you know, I'm not going to say that there were not tough times. There were days I had to talk to myself. I had to be, you know, that encourager. I had to look in the mirror and make myself go and do whatever it was, you know, that I needed to do. I mean, I found myself again, trying to get the same job that thousands of other people were trying to get. Whereas, you know, I had had the occasion of going into a job interview before I even left. They were calling me to say, hey, we want to offer you the job. So to go from that to not getting even a, a call back or an email back to say you did not get the job, but just to go from that to that. I mean, I found myself almost begging folks for a job. Uh, because I, there was no way I was going to lay down and just take it. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. You mentioned uh, having to talk to yourself and, you know, keep yourself positive and motivated. Uh, other than that, was there anything else that is more practical that someone else can apply to their life that you would do to keep yourself uh, looking up instead of looking down? Well, you know, is it's important that you have people in your life that are going to speak to you the truth, but speak the truth that is necessary. You know, even now with everything that's going on, I'll just kind of relate the two. With COVID-19, I tell people, a lot of people are saying these uncertain times, these scary times, uh, they're using all of these types of adjectives that help incite fear 
and doubt. And so I've made it very clear to people around me, do not use that terminology because our mind, our body, our soul, everything about us connects with our words and the words that are spoken to us. So for COVID-19, I say these unprecedented times, because even though, yes, I went through the meltdown, the economic downturn of 2007, 2008, I have not been through COVID-19 before. None of us have. And so with that being said, it's unprecedented times. It's not scary. It's not uncertain. It's unprecedented. Unprecedented gives me mentally the right and the authority to go be creative, to do what I need to do to make it through this. These scary times or strange times or uncertain times halts us in our tracks. And so during that time is what I learned that. I had to be very mindful of who said what to me. I, didn't, I don't care if it's a family member, someone I deeply love, be very careful with the terminology that's being used because that creates that sinking point in your mind. You're gonna sink with whatever is being said. Uh, you know, I stopped watching the news 24 seven. I turned it off. I watched only what I needed to watch. Even now, watch only what's needed to be abreast of what's going on in the world, but don't let that be your everyday all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people don't, and I didn't um, until I consciously started looking at it. Uh, they don't realize how much of an impact just simple words can have on you and the trajectory of your life. Uh, you know, you may not realize that you're being negative, you know, when you talk to yourself in your head, uh, but mm -hmm. the difference between having those negative thoughts and positive thoughts is the difference between a stressful or stress-free life or a happy or sad life. And then like you were saying, the way people talk to you, you, you may not realize it's impacting your life, but if someone, you know, day in and day out is telling you, you can't achieve the goal that you have, it is going to, unless you let that fuel you and motivate you uh, consciously, it is going to, in some way, shape or form, uh, negatively impact the chances of you hitting that goal. So that, that, that is something that, you know, not just in your situation, but any situation, just uh, the people around you, how they talk to you is so important and how you talk to yourself more specifically. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's really key that, that negative self-talk, that negative, that, that doubt, you know, we have to limit that. Um, actually not even limit, we have to just cut it out, honestly, because that is, again, what's going to um, either push us or stop us in our tracks, just whatever those words are. I'm very particular about words that are spoken to me in any situation. And so I think with really having the right mindset, uh, do you stop or do you keep going? Is this good for you? Is this not good for you? Whatever this is, the decisions are that you have in that, that situation, uh, that you know, really having good, healthy mental health is it's necessary to have the right words spoken day in and day out. Yep, absolutely. I've said it multiple times on this podcast, but uh, I used to 
be a very negative person. And I didn't realize that 99% of the thoughts I would have every day. And I, I'm always in my head thinking it's hard, it's hard for me to turn my, my mind off. And 99% of that was stressful, negative things. And what I had to do was decide to every single time a negative thought came in my head, I just replaced it with a positive one. And when I first started it, it was actually exhausting because uh, I would be replacing negative thoughts in my head hundreds of times throughout the day. Like I would do it. And then 30 seconds later, I wouldn't even realize it, that I was thinking something negative again. But, you know, over time, weeks and weeks, months and months, eventually the negative thoughts came less and less and my thoughts were more naturally positive. And the change it made in my life was absolutely significant. So um, th really that could be one of the most important things uh, people can do period for their, their, not only their health, but their life. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I, I believe that that's one of the things, you know, that we really need to start with. Even with a small child, you think, what is it, you know, how we say that children are programmed? How are they programmed? Well, if you are always negative with them, then there's that negative undertone is going to be there. But if you are positive and reaffirming, then that positivity and that that desire to go and be and do and create is going to be there. It just depends on what is poured in, you know? And so that, that inner talk that, like you said, being in your head, that was one of the things that I had to be very specific with during the economic downturn. I mean, it, it, there were some times where I had to tell family members that I love dearly. I cannot have a conversation with you. Um, or I could not have a conversation with you about this, specifically what was going on in my life, because I had to make sure I got to a certain space. And doing that was going to require sometimes that, that period of isolation for, you know, from those that just did not uh, look at things the way I did. Mm -hmm. For sure. But now you are a wealth strategist. Um, is that because of what you went through, uh, back in 2008 or 2007, 2008 that you chose, it, uh, that career path now? It, it absolutely is. There's, you know, I, there's a ton of information that I have as it relates to the mortgage industry, being a, being on the inside, knowing and understanding what people need as far as finances, credit, uh, savings, budgeting, and, and different things like that, I was able to really amass information that, I mean, 22 years of it. And so um, coupling that with actually losing everything, literally losing, you know, everything except for my life, um, basically being homeless, and then just continuing that push, creating that safe space in, inside of my mind, and then around me with the, you know, those that are speaking positivity and, and just really pushing me to now being able to have really great credit, multiple properties, 
uh, rental properties, investment properties, you know, vehicles that, you know, I don't have luxury cars, that's not my desire to each his own, but the vehicles that I have having, you know, very low interest rates, you know, 2%, 3% interest rates on a vehicle. These are things that I was able to just really turn that situation around. It did not, it was not something that I was able to do by no stretch of the imagination in a year or two. It took time, but really having that mindset, reframing my mind um, during that process. Every day, like you said, you had to replace those negative thoughts. And so reframing the mind to being wealthy. Wealthy is not just monetary, but being wealthy in your mind and then going from there and building out that wealth. You know, I am my own test case. I tell people that all the time. I'm my own case study. Yeah, and like you said, it does take time to build a plan and build wealth, no matter what kind of wealth it is. But um, seeing how there are currently some people struggling due to the current pandemic or will be soon financially, uh, do you have any tips or advice for people uh, to help prepare uh, for the next few months when uh, there are more layoffs or people, uh, you know, their salary gets significantly reduced? Absolutely. I would say really and truly to to focus on cutting down unnecessary spending, um, really look at the things in your household that you don't really need. You know, I tell folks cable is not a necessity, is not a utility. You want to look at your four walls, which is your your home, your utilities, your transportation, and your clothing. Those are the four things to focus on. And because this is not something that we brought on on ourselves, don't be too hard on yourself. If you have to make a late payment on a credit card or some type of debt, because a lot of times that can weigh on people, especially if they've typically had good credit or great credit, and they're finding themselves in a situation that they've not been in before, or they've not been in in a long time. Don't be too hard on yourself about that. That was one of the things that I had to really realize. If I have to make a late payment, it's not my fault. I, I didn't cause the economic downturn. Um, and so with this pandemic, you did not cause this. So don't be hard on yourself about that. The other thing is we're in a different time than 2007, 2008. We're in really, we have been thrust forcefully into the digital age. And with the digital age, there are tons of avenues, tons of options that we can create to begin to make money. I mean, there are more entrepreneurs now than there has ever been, simply because we are in the digital age. And so because of that, I would say, look into that. Let this be a opportunity for you to start that business. Grab that notebook where you've been doodling, jotting things down as a wish list. If I could, I would. Now is the time to do it. And you work with people online um, uh, through your job? I do. I absolutely do. Uh, I work with anyone basically in the United States. So it's not a situation where I have to be first face-to-face with anyone. Absolutely. 
Great. If anyone has any questions for you, possibly wants to work with you, where would they able, be able to contact you? Very simple. It's warcry.com. That's www.warcry.com. It's W-A-R-K-R-Y. And all of my contact information is there. Right. Awesome. Well, uh, I just want to say, Corinna, that I think it's, yeah, it, it's a great comeback story to to hear you talk about what you've been through in life. And I think it's really important for people to look at and see that it really is true that life is just one big roller coaster. You know, when things are going great, you know, appreciate it, but just know it's not always going to stay that great. And maybe the downs don't come as far down as, as yours did, where you lost essentially everything you had, but uh, things do come down. But then to also know that as long as you keep a positive mindset to keep looking up and work towards getting back up uh, towards the top, it's going to get better. So uh, once again, I think it's you know a great story and I really appreciate you hopping on and sharing with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so very much for having me. I, I've really enjoyed the episode. Thank you. Hey, real quick, before you go, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and leave us some feedback. Let me know what you loved, what you hated, or just come and say what's up. If you have any interest on being on the show or any questions at all, you can hit me up on Instagram at underscore one a week. And with that, be kind, be positive, be great. We out.